This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles by Sustainable Lens. Positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann, I'm at Otago Polytechnic di Pukenga today, and I'm with Dr. Jaime Abdelatif. Welcome, Jaime. Thank you, Sam, for having me today. It's a great pleasure. Let's start with some big questions. Where did you grow up? Well, um, a bit complicated, (laughs) my childhood. I was born in Malaysia. But three days after I was born, I was um, adopted by this family in Singapore. So from Singapore, so I was I grew up in Singapore till the age of seventeen. Then I decided to go back to Malaysia. Um, that's where I did my um, degree and lived there. And then after a few years, I moved to New Zealand. What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a surgeon. I always tell that to my mom. I say, "Well, if you get sick, I'll be, I'll be your doctor." I did not. <laughs> Instead, I I became an, an engineer, um, electronics. Um, eventually, got my PhD. So yeah, doctor, but I couldn't prescribe any medication other than paracetamol, probably. To a anyone. real doctor. <laughs> real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what drew you to engineering, to electronics? Electronics. Um, I focused into uh, I specialises on um, uh, wireless um, uh, computing, uh, in particular uh, multimedia. Most of my PhD research was on multimedia trans- transmission uh, in a wireless campus network. So I look into. Um, super frames, I look into um, delays, um, um, uh, improving the transmission of multimedia traffic, um, in partic- particularly in, in campus network. So, yeah, so, but, but the basics was uh, from electronics. What got you first excited about electronics? Um, I don't get electrocuted. When I, when I play around with um, the the uh, devices, um, it's it's very good. It's minute. It's it's small, but it could fire up a a big a big rocket. Th- that small little uh, electronic device could could drive um, a bigger vehicle, and 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 I think it's it's similar to what. I look at it um, in life as well. Um, every individual have got their part to play, even even how small it is, it could impact um, uh, the bigger picture. Was it something that you had done through school? Or? Yeah, um, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, no. 
So um, I've always looked into medical, the medical um, um, practice, um, but I sort of stumbled into this when uh, I told you uh, at the age of seventeen I decided to just leave home, um, leave Singapore, and I I I I had a mission to uh, University of London. Um, to do electronics, um, um, but mom was not happy, not happy of me with me moving out of um, um, the house. One more going to a totally foreign country to her. Um, so she said, "Okay, if you want to go, you can go back to Malaysia where your uncles are, so you can live there." So when I moved back to Malaysia. Um, it's is the educational system there. They, I don't have the the um, the local um, NCEA sort of um, qualification that they've got there. So I've I I had Cambridge um, 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 the general certificate of examination Cambridge from Singapore. So I won't get admission into the universities. So, but the only program that I could get into um, uh, was um, computer science. Um, so I, th- I thought that's the closest I could get to electronics. So I took the opportunity. I did com- uh, diploma in computer science at one of the local institutions in, in Malaysia. Did three years of diploma program. And then the opportunity arose for me to do electronics engineering in the local university because I've 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 got the um, sort of local um, qualification um, there, and they allow me to do um, electrical engineering, electronics and electrical engineering in the local university there. And you liked it enough to stick with it once you got there. Yeah, I I I I liked it. I liked it. Um, probably I, I would say quite a number of lecturers that taught me on the first year, in the first year of the degree program, that actually gave me that liking to, to the program. Um, and, 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 and that really taught me a lesson later on in life when I, when I become a lecturer and educator. Um, I, I think those, those, Likeness, likeliness of um, uh, being being um, able to open up and also receive um, y- your your students, your learners is is very important for for the transfer of knowledge or sharing of knowledge um, later on in the classroom or outside. Yeah, so so I grew to like um, that and 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 sort of forget about the medical qualification that uh, I was I was really aiming for when I was much younger what did they do that worked for you those those good teachers oh yeah yeah so um, I'm sort of um, I would say I'm, I'm in, an introvert but at times I would I like to um, socialize uh, with people <laughs> so yeah typical engineer um, but uh yeah, so, so teachers, lecturers that are welcoming, some of them are, I'm sorry, some professors are pretty um, um, 
they look like they're very intelligent and you feel um, a bit intimidated <laughs> with them. Um, but some of them are very... Um, um, they're, they're more open, they're more receptive. Um, and I think that's quite important uh, for me to also emulate being able to um, be um, like one of them. Like one of my my learners, with of course, of course, there there will be lines that we should 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 draw, but but being there, being part of the um, 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 clans or groups would would be very important to me. I think that's that's almost something that is the most important thing um, in in educating, especially young people. And what brought you to New Zealand? Uh, um, so uh, uh, I, I had three. Um, um, uh, I applied to three uh, places around the world: um, uh, West Virginia, um, uh, New South Wales, um, and Massey University. Um, so I had admission into West Virginia Uni. Um, so the, the professor there was um, happy to receive me to do my PhD. Um, NSW, um, well, yeah, that, there wasn't a specific um, um, professor that would receive me. And then Massey University has, has one. I had no intention of going to New Zealand. Um, um, I wanted to go to West Virginia, um, but um, the professor at Massey University uh, gave me um, qu quite a lot of flexibility in doing what I want instead of what he wanted. So I think that's that's what drew me my attention to. Yeah, let's give this a go, and and um, so I started uh, my PhD journey um, at Massey University in in Albany. Um, back then, I had two two children with me, um, and we thought that okay, we'll I'll we'll stay here for four years and go back to, back to Malaysia and and continue living our life. That was two thousand and five. <laughs> and I'm still here. <laughs> We're still here. Yeah. How old are the kids now? Eldest twenty one. Um, we've got four. Eldest twenty one, um, eighteen, seventeen, um, thirteen. So they're proper Kiwis. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I remember one of them. Um, it was, um, I think, the the sort of the cultural day uh, at at their school. So Ash, he was back then, what, seven years old. He said, uh, oh, we've got this cultural day at school. Um, um, I said, oh, good, you can, you can wear your, um, your Malay, because we are Malay, your, your Malay costume. He said, no, 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 I want my All Blacks um, shirt. I said, no, cultural meaning your, your own culture. He said, no, I'm not wearing that. So I want my All Blacks shirt. So yeah. I think they're they're Kiwi. <laughs> let's take the first of your music choices. Yeah. Let's have Maximilian, Beautiful Scars. Why this one? Now, 
I was introduced to this song by my daughter, my my thirteen year old. So she got that um, song on. I thought that's interesting. Um, the the song's uh, interesting. I mean, through the years I've gone as a teacher, as a lecturer, I've seen a lot of um, 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 of my my students carrying baggages. Um, um, so we, we we're not only um, teaching or guiding them in the academic um, academic space, but also other space would involve, get involved um, in there. I've I've got my scars as well, and 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 I think that's that's not something for us to hide. Um, I I would wear my scar and and um, be be proud of it. I mean, whatever that's there, those scars made. Um, me into what I am and that's what I told my, my students and my, my family as well, I mean life's not perfect you get hurt you you, you get up um, you get going you get scarred but um, there's no point hiding it um, celebrate it because that's what you are and I think Maximilian's um, um, song um, um on scars was um, was very good and and I read um, his um, the reason why he wrote that song I think it's 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 very good it's it's humbling um, you know to to I mean people go through a lot of um, things in life and you 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 would see them there but what's behind it. Or what they're carrying um, as baggages is something that you you won't see, which is which is hidden. So whatever that you see up front um, may not be reflective of what they're actually carrying in at the, at the back. And and that's why I thought um, this song is 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 strike quite a good chord with with me and um, and what I've gone through, what I've seen, and what I think I I would. Um, prepare myself um, uh, to think for every time I speak to my my students or colleagues. Um, Broken are the pieces I've been shaping lately. Focused on the things that didn't make no sense. Guess that growing up was never meant to be easy. Yeah, I got used to doing everything sideways Didn't really care about how anyone felt Hiding my emotions down in different ashtrays Oh, but what is lost ain't gone No, you can't just let go Cause it's a part of you that it will make you strong Embrace your flaws I'm not gonna fight back what I've become Yeah, I got bruises where I came from But I wouldn't change if I could restart I ain't gonna hide these beautiful scars I've been going way too hard on myself Guess that is the reason I've been feeling like hell But I wouldn't change if I could restart I ain't gonna hide these beautiful scars I went down a road that only got me nowhere I've seen every corner, every inch of this place Being all alone, it really got me thinking Maybe overthinking That what is lost ain't gone 
No, you can't just let go Cause it's a part of you that will make you strong Embrace your flaws I'm not gonna fight back what I've become Yeah, I got bruises where I came from But I wouldn't change if I could restart I ain't gonna hide these beautiful scars I've been going way too hard on myself Guess that is the reason I've been feeling like hell if I could restart, I ain't gonna hide these beautiful skies. These beautiful skies. Zealand, the work-based learning yep. unit. I'm imagining that it's quite a long way from education in Malaysia to the style of work-based learning teaching. How did you get from, you know, across that bridge? Yeah. So back in Singapore and in Malaysia, um, education has always been um, um, especially in Singapore, I grew up in Singapore, it's meritocracy. Um, I remember um, at, at primary school, the principal told us that, oh, you, during assembly, he said, everyone has to walk with a sense of purpose. I don't want you to be loitering around in the, in the corridor, walk with a sense of purpose. I felt like we are robots you know, I mean, I I don't want to be walking <laughs> like that every day. I just want to walk like I I don't care where I'm heading. You know, I mean, I'm at that age where, where I want to explore. But but those are the, th- the kind of things that were uh, embedded or sort of um, we were trained to, to, to be like that. Um, same in Malaysia, there are lots of contents, there are lots of um, um, even a very young age, at the very f- first year of degree program, a lot of content was being fed into, was being fed into uh, the, the students. Then when I moved into Otago Poly um, toward 2015, and that's when I started with uh, the Polytech back in the Oakland campus, um, it's totally different. Um, they talked a lot about um, experiential learning and, and um, the, the different ways of um, learning um, instead of teaching. And then when I moved um, down to Dunedin um, to the uh, Bachelor of um, Information Technology uh, program, 
same thing um, a lot of empathy um, yes content is there but uh, more of uh, the transferable skills that we um, um, stress uh, upon and then now with capable New Zealand um, um, under the College of Work-Based Learning I, I meet um, practicing engineers um, who have been doing their work for years and years and years and now looking back at, at wanting to get their experience endorsed and, and eventually get a qualification. So, so it's, it's far, you're right, it's far from what I, I've experienced back in Singapore or Malaysia or even um, what I've done um, back at the Auckland campus. This time we look deeper into those experiences that they've got and, and, and look at what informed them, what, what sort of, um, uh, was, it, uh, is, was it best practice, were there um, theoretical framework that, they've, um, um, that might have informed them that, that they've not realised properly. Because um, a lot of engineers have been doing this through their experience. They know that if this is the problem, you take this tool, you can solve it. Um, there, there might be some variation to 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 the outcomes uh, based on the um, circumstances of um, the problem, but they know this is how they they do, would do it and solve it. Um, when they go into this program, they will look back again at why did they why did I use that tool? Um, why not? some other way of um, doing things. Why did I go through that process? Why did it lead in to, to that um, um, end? So looking at those things, I, I think it's more beneficial to, to, for, for learning. And, and I've seen, um, I've started since 2021 um, with Capable, and, um, and I've seen a lot of uh, our learners saying that it's such um, a useful process for them to go forward um, looking back at their accomplishments what they've gone through the year, the years of working um, in, in in engineering looking back at that they know that they've accomplished a, a lot and and this qualification is just that um, formality um, for, for for to reward themselves sort of, sort of to be uh, among other um, qualified um, engineers and, 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 and that would really motivate uh, them. 30, I counted this just earlier on, 37.5% of my uh, learners are immigrants uh, who've been here for um, minimum five years um, and they've done their work back in their country. Um, some of them had to start um, back from the bottom, uh, but they don't mind, and and they saw this opportunity for them to get formal qualification uh, with with us, and it's very, um, uh, it's it's it really opened up my uh, my mind on 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 how th different things are and and how beneficial this experience that people have from overseas and to, to, to bring into our economy, into our engineering space and 
and, and for us to learn from them um, as well. So yes, it's 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 different. It's useful, and I think it's 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 quite a long way from what I was um, trained in. And, but I'm liking this um, this space that I'm working in at the moment. One of the things that those learners have to grapple with is moving beyond the the tools to the notion of the the profession, and that brings with it the ethics and sustainability mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. In terms of that sustainability in particular, do those practicing engineers get it? Um, it well, it's well sustainability ethics are um, fundamental. Uh, in fact, um, Engineering New Zealand, uh, as a member of Engineering New Zealand, New Zealand, every year we will have to um, sign um, the code of ethics um, as an engineer. So that. Is a must. So they are aware uh, um, that um, there are ethical values that they have to abide um, to. Sustainability is is something that um, a lot you, you're right there. Uh, a lot of them grapple on um, into uh, implementing. A lot of them, um, even during assessment, a lot of them thinks that um, uh, sus- sustainability is just. Um, that bit where you care for the environment. Um, some of them were saying that uh, it's difficult for them to incorporate because what they do is they work on um, uh, power generators or um, electronic devices, um, not going beyond that and how how they could contribute towards uh, sustainability. So. With a bit of guidance um, and also um, a bit of um, um, re- some resources that um, they could read from, um, many has has um, um, succeeded into uh, looking at that part of um, their practice on how they could um, be sustainable, uh, not only to the environment but in their their practice and in their processes. Do you think that they get beyond that weak sustainability model, the, the three-circle Venn diagram, and get to a strong model or a regeneration model? Is, it, is that something that we can hope for in the engineering space? I, I think so. I think so. It opens up to um, um, those concepts to them that might be pretty new, and and a lot of them um, was just recently was just last week. I had a, a learner who went through um, uh, assessment and um, he came out of the assessment. He he, he passed with um, very good um, results. He came out with um, um, from the assessment room telling me that Jaime, my next project will be sustainability. <laughs> so so um, um, he works uh, for. He's he's um, an electrical engineer who works for um, road signage um, company, so they, he works um, very closely with Waka Kutahi. Um, um, so, from the discussion that we have we had um, yeah, with the assessment panel, the assessment panel um, comprises of um, other uh, practicing engineers um, as well. So from that discussion, it really it, there was an aha moment. I can I can see it on his face that 
this is what I want to do next. So, so yes, um, slowly we will get there. I think that will be that message um, that a lot of my, at least my learners will be um, having uh, as they go forward beyond this one picture. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokadui, Dineen's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui, kia koutou, koutou I hope you're all happy to stay, beautiful superstar in your beloved universes. And I really hope, wherever you are, whatever's happening around you, this journey we're all on together is proving to be very reward, very sustaining, and illuminating for you, Moyan, each day. Who you are, a triumph of nature's art, perfect, unique, and he making things better. Thank you. Now, I know that for us all, the last several years have been very tough. We've had to really draw upon our unknown reserves of intestinal fortitude. We've had to adapt, we've had to grow, we've had to learn, we've had to communicate, we've had to do all of these things. And now we are in a phase of recovery and healing and recalibration. I know for myself, of course, the living world is a great source of inspiration and energy great source of comfort, a great source of illumination and beauty and a respite from the trials and the intensity of the human world. I've been very fortunate recently to have connected with some of my long-lost cousins from Canada and they found me due to looking me up on Ancestor.com. This is really a wonderful dream come true for me because I have for many, many years wanted to know more about my ancestors particularly an amazing woman called Elizabeth Sutherland, who I'm named for, my middle name is Elizabeth. And she was born in England and had many, many different adventures all over the world, many different husbands, although they may not have been official husbands. She had four children and she made her way to Dunedin and somehow met and fell in love with Donald Sutherland, who was known as the Hermit of Fiordland, who had discovered inverted commas. Sutherland Falls and they set up the first inn in Tiano together and so when you go to Tiano um, you're in Milford Sound you can visit their graves and there's a lot of displays in the city centre about them and she was known as the mother of Fiordland so a really very strong and charismatic woman and obviously a very determined and tenacious woman to have made her way despite the loss of many husbands, the loss of property, the loss of financial resources and support. Many times over, she managed to survive and create a very beautiful life for herself, which was really focused on connecting people with nature. And I was very lucky that yesterday we journeyed to the Hocken Library and we got to look over the actual guest book from the first inn that they ran. And it was just beautiful, and it was full of a lot of poetry that people had written about the beauty of Milford Sound and the beauty of the fjords and the transcendental um, experiences that came to be for them, this connection with the sublime, which of course was a really big part of the understanding of our consciousness at that time in the 1880s and 90s. So it was really fascinating to read. There was also some of her artwork in the guest book, so she'd sketch some of them, things like that. And it was just a wonderful way to get a sense of her life, what it involved and described, of course, very nurturing and, and kind and just loved having people to stay and looking after them. And people came from all over the world, even at that time, to visit, which is phenomenal. So a really fascinating experience and, of course, a beautiful experience to hear about 
the lives of my relatives who I didn't know very much about and we were able to meet up with one of my uncles and everybody was able to connect and it was a very beautiful experience. I was also very lucky to show them into Otakuni. So yes, I really hope for you, you are meeting with people and you are learning things that really add to your sense of self in a really positive and enriching, empowering way. And thank you so much to Sam and the whole Blowing Bubbles team for having me as part of the show. I really look forward to talking with you all in this way. And I'll look to doing that again soon. Thanks so much. Kakite. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles by Sustainable Lens. We're talking with Dr. Jaime at Latif. Jaime, thinking about ancestors, when we are ancestors, how do you think people are going to look back at this this time of change that we're living in at the moment? The pandemic and war and other disruption? Well, um, I, I, I think people will look at us um, as being resilient, I think. Um, it's, it's pretty hard. We, we, had, uh, we, we hit with um, COVID for the past couple of years. We came out of it almost, um, and 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 flooding, uh, um, uh, the cyclone, and and you can see um, um, heartwarming stories emerging from from that people going out of their way to um, help others. Um, this morning um, on breakfast, um, uh, the only Maori girls' school at Isk Valley. Um, um, they were interviewing one of the teachers there. She said, "We will rebuild the school." Those those um, small little um, ambition that people have. Um, coming out of these um, 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 situation that shows that we've still got it we've, we we will we will put this behind us and we will go forward we will rebuild we will be great um, uh, regardless of what is being thrown at our way so so I think um, people will look back at us um, as those who have gone through difficult times and um, be resilient and uh, pull our socks up and 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 get going. Do you think that we actively learnt anything from the pandemic, one disruption, for the next disruption, the cyclone? And will we have learnt something for the next one? We don't know what that is. I I think we 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 do we do learn um, no matter how slowly we we do it, um, but this these um, uh, once in hundred years um, storm um, that's something that it's a steep learning curve. Um, I've I've got a. I've got two learners, um, both in the um, um, councils, um, as, as as engineers, 
they showed me their planning considering the one year storm, 10 year storm, 100 year storm. Um, so their build, whatever that they, they build, will have to acknowledge uh, um, um, these um, um, envi environmental um, um, situations. So how they um, channel possible stormwater, um, how they elevate um, um, the, the, the houses, so all these are things that, that we've learned um, quite well um, through all, all these disasters. And, 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 and I see, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm so proud to be part of um, um, the, this community where, where, where people go out of their way just to, to make sure that someone else could um, live um, life uh, uh, better. Uh, no matter how small um, it it is, um, so yes, I th I think we will learn through this. Um, maybe sometimes on the fly, but um, uh, and and probably um, we take our stride as 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 we as we go. Um, but yes, whatever that comes in the future, will be something that we have probably. The, the problems that, be, that we have solved um, in the past. Are you seeing any move to reframing beyond that one in a hundred year approach? You, you see people describing this is the third one in a hundred year thing <laughs> we've had since Christmas. Yeah. Is, is there an approach that people are talking about that, that moves to a, a different way of thinking about resilience? I've I've seen people talking about um, making things more um, adaptive or receptive to 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 changes uh, to changes like this, and this is something that we've not expected. Uh, in, in I mean the 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 effects of um, um, the the weather um, due to to climate change, you know. Um, but yes, I I think we would be should be talking about um, being more um, ready to to these kind of changes, and that's where I think uh, engineers will be, play a very important role into thinking of how things uh, could be done better um, um, facing this uh, catastrophe in the future, and and I think we'll be seeing more of it, not just in a hundred years. Do you think we've learned anything from the pandemic for the bigger sorts of questions that we face, things like social justice, world hunger, whatever it might be? Can we take some lessons? Uh, pandemic. Um, I, I remembered when um, SARS hit Singapore. Um, um, they quickly built um, dedicated hospitals and they've got systems to alert um, uh, people um, uh, they've got um, um, that um, isolation um, uh, process uh, if anyone get uh, infected um, screening vaccination so so those are things that uh, I mean, back back in Singapore, I, I I saw them getting prepared, and when when COVID hit, um, they were well prepared uh, for it. 
Um, I've read somewhere that even the economy um, um, improved during COVID. So that's, that's, I think, something that we can learn um, uh, as well from the pandemic. A lot of our, um, uh, and, and I'm very proud of it, a lot of our uh, move um, or, or actions um, uh, facing the pandemic was um, a lot a lot was was empathy um, which I think something that lacks uh, from from that um, a practice that was uh, in in Singapore uh, and building on that um, would also be something that we could um, continue on um, in in future um, um, pandemic if there is any Let's squeeze in the second of your music choices. Mm. Let's have Lubyanka. People, why this one? Ah, uh, yeah, okay. The, this is this is another interesting song. I li- I, um, I know Lubyanka was discovered during um, Voice, um, um, the the uh, reality um, um, show, um, discovering new uh, talents, um, uh, singing talents. Um. So Lubyanka. She is. Uh, she was born in the U.S., but she grew up in Cameroon, and she she brings that um, ethnic um, music, the Afro uh, music, um, into the scene, and and she wrote this song um, because she has that depression problem. Um, I forgot what's the name of the. Um, um, the, the 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 problem, the medical name for it, but but at times she will get de- depressed and she feels like she's all alone. When when she wrote this song, it's about her internal conversation of um, people don't know what I'm going through. People see that I'm a singer, I'm successful, but what's going on behind is something that. People don't know, and this relates to also what, what Maximilian has um, uh, written in his song um, "Scar." Um, but the thing about Libyanka, I, I think it's good um, that that he, he she she show people that um, you have to deal with with this, even if you're alone. Um, he, she she said um, in in the lines of the uh, the song she said I've been drinking alcohol for the past five days. Um, um, did you look for me? Uh, and then um, uh, I've I've not been smoking. Um, I forgot what was that. Um, um, uh, did you notice me? So so those things are. Um, are Trigger points where um, us as a community, me as a, a teacher, could or, or should see in 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 my learners, um, uh, and and also probably if they allow, and and that's what Libyanka has has put in 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 her, her song, for people to to check on her, you know, keep on checking in on her. And then um, um, for her, she she's also uh, put in um, father, 
as in as in God, um, or any other means of um, ways of handling things or reaching out. So both ways, people reaching in to her and she reaching out um, to others. I think it's it's a very good um, um, song. Um, it 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 reflects her own struggles. It reflects her own way of handling those struggles, um, and um, it's it's. I also like it because of that ethnic um, um, sort of genre, the Afro ethnic genre that she puts, bringing in her culture. Being, um, I mean, it. I could relate to that. Me being a Malay. Um, sometimes I feel a bit um, displaced or I don't feel that I um, fit nicely in 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 the in 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 the with the people around me um, but it's very important for me to 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 tell people of my culture like like how you pronounce my name you know what I mean um, it's, it's 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 those are small things but it's very important that um, we pronounce people's name um, um, properly. It acknowledges um, where they came from. So, being being uh, again uh, uh, a teacher, being in academics, I I meet I meet a lot of people from different cultures, a lot of people with their own problems, um, and and we acknowledge this um, in that classroom that people have got their own. Um, uh, baggages that they, they they bring and acknowledging and reaching um, into to them if they allow us to um, would be something that could draw a lot of good things out of uh, out of them. Sometimes those could be barriers for them to strive uh, to be better. Um, so reaching out and try to remove those barriers could bring out the best in. Make you not leave me, dear 
success you've had in the last couple of years? Oh, biggest success. Um, oh, that's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, having to be able to stay sane, working from home, <laughs> is that biggest success. I mean, um, I, I moved out or back to Auckland um, um, uh, when I was offered um, the role in Capable New Zealand because I want to be with my kids uh, in Auckland. So, uh, uh, so I, I love classroom teaching. I, I really like classroom teaching. I like to interact um, like eight o'clock in the morning you you go to your class um, you talk to your learners some are still not awake some uh, hung over from last night's party but that's that's I, I, I like that I, I like to interact with them but when I was in that situation where I have to be with my family because they're, they're growing um, and and um, I have to be with my kids because they go in. Um, so when I was given that opportunity to 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 teach um, uh, in a different sort of space, um, not confined to the classroom, and be able to be in Auckland with my kids, um, I took I took that opportunity. Um, I know that. I will then be working from my bedroom uh, with students, distance learning students online, and meaning I, I, I won't go out to take the train or drive to work. I know that that will be a struggle for me, but having to have done that for my third year now and still... <laughs> be able to talk to you in, uh, in a very hopefully sane manner um, I think that's quite a, an accomplishment and, and looking at the beauty of, um, of, of, of this, this delivery um, is our class our sessions are all online so I, I don't meet them uh, my learners at all until 
graduation. And and the first graduation that I went to last year was, I think it was moving. I mean, that was the first time I met my um, uh, learners and, and them meeting me. Um, some of them are very, very tall. I, 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 don't, I guess <laughs> they were just that big in, in the screen, but when I meet them, they're so tall. But but having to look to meet them and to meet their family, because they're part of it all of the success, that's so rewarding. Um, and and to see and to to be part of someone's dream, to get that paper, mm-hmm. that qualification, to walk across that stage for that scroll, to be part of that dream is is it's purely rewarding. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? I would advise any of the um, engineers listening to this <laughs> podcast. Um, I, I know that because um, I've got a learner who actually heard, heard this and, and went into Capable New Zealand uh, website and get enrolled. Um, any of the in- engineers who have been practicing for at least seven years um, uh, and and feel like it's time for them to get their qualification, contact us. <laughs> Go to our website, um, um, Capable of New Zealand, and or just um, um, come to um, the S Block at um, um, at Otago Polytechnic and talk to us. Probably we can help you um, in um, having uh, to have your qualification. Thank you very much for joining Thank me. Thank you very much for having me, Sam. You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles by Sustainable Lens, brought to you by the Sustainable Lens team, who are brought to you by Tango Tech, who came out, who on Radio, Wednesday afternoon at 3, and streamed and broadcast on opanhour.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook. We have contributions today from Tony McKenzie, and this is Jack Johnson, Upside Down. What's impossible they forgot This world keeps spinning and with each new day I can feel a change in everything And as the surface breaks, reflections fade But in some ways they remain the same And as my mind begins to spread its wings there's no stopping curiosity I wanna turn the whole thing upside down I'll find the things they say just can't be found I'll share this love I find with everyone We'll sing and dance to Mother Nature's songs I don't want this feeling to go away i
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.